Listener-supported KFUO invites you to listen live to our annual share It's your opportunity to show your support to KFUO. If you can't join us live, please prayerfully consider supporting us by calling 314-996-1518 and asking about our giving levels. You can also click the Give Now button on our webpage. Share 2017, April 20th, 21st, and 22nd. We're on a mission from God. something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John McCombsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in North Illinois and Trinity Lutheran Church in uh, uh, Darmstadt, Illinois. I had to think there for Almost a second. Almost forgot. Yeah, well, I'm not getting to be old. Yeah, it's only been how many years? Yeah, that's right, just 38 years. <laughs> how quickly they forget. And right next to me, I have Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And uh, we're not going to do anything funny today, okay? I mean, that's, I, we'd usually try to do a little bit of humor, and I think God likes humor, don't you? Oh, well, yeah, I yeah, think so, definitely. Yeah. He created humor, right? Well, that's true. That's right. We didn't think this stuff up. That, that's It was his creation. Uh, and he is a joyful God, but we have kind of a somber season ahead of us, starting tomorrow, and that's what we'd like to do today. We just kind of get you ready for the uh, Holy Week celebration. So, Matt, where, where do you think we should start then? Well, I think uh, since Holy Week starts really tomorrow okay. with yeah. Palm Sunday, I thought we could start with Palm oh. Sunday and just discuss what Palm Sunday is about, maybe, and yeah. and just walk through Holy Week. Kind yeah, of a, get Monday through yeah. and Good Friday in there too. Almost a devotional episode of Wrestling with the Basics as we think about the significance of Holy Week. All right, sounds good. Uh, you want me to start reading that? I bet in John chapter what twelve. Uh, yes, John right. chapter 12, verse 12. It's always nice when the chapters and the verses line up like Yeah, that. So, so what we usually do yeah. is we we begin our Palm Sunday service with a Palm Sunday processional. Okay. So what will happen is, and there's no right or wrong way to do this yeah. necessarily, but we'll begin the service with this gospel reading from okay. John, and then we'll process in together with palm branches. Uh, so that's kind of neat, and we'll do it with the Sunday school children, especially at our late service, but... Um, but this kind of sets the tone for the Palm Sunday service. And I think the service itself, you know, you said it's kind of a somber episode. Palm Sunday is kind of a somber but mixed with joy sort of day. It's an interesting day. We'll take a look at this and why that might be, I guess. But uh, it's, it's sort of bittersweet, that, that Palm Sunday. Well, because you've got the celebration, there's no doubt. They're, yeah. they're, they're shouting Hosanna, yeah. Hosanna. Yeah. I mean, and that's happy. That's happy yeah, shouts. Yeah, we celebrate too on Palm Sunday, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but you you know where it's all going to end up. Yeah. They, they didn't know that. They actually thought this was the uh, great victory celebration. They were walking in because Jesus was going to unseat the uh, wicked Jewish leaders and uh, and turn over the, the, the uh, uh, Roman rulers and stuff, which, of course, that's not at all what Jesus' plan was. It actually kind of relates. It just occurs to me. It relates to what we had last week, that they wanted to take him and make him into a king. Yeah. So they still have that thought in mind on Palm Sunday. You know, he had fed them on 
5,000, fed the 5,000 shortly before this, and they're still thinking, yeah, we need to make him this great. The new Donald Trump of Israel. <laughs> I yeah, knew you yeah. could help yourself. I, <laughs> I knew know. it. You're trying to not say make Israel great. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not making fun of Donald Trump. That's what we, that's, well, we wanted an earthly leader, someone that's going to make us great sure. again. That's what they but wanted what in they Jesus. Want. But that wasn't what Jesus came to do. And we, that, we hope and pray Donald Trump will do that for us. As a sure, but, sure. But Jesus, that no, I'm sorry, that's not as yeah, as a president, as a governor, that's fine. But as a savior, that's not what he it came for. Work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Exactly. As a savior. Okay. So I, I, so like you pointed out, after the feeding of the five thousand, they want to make him king because he provided yep. for them. And now this is coming on the heels of uh, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Oh, there you go. So that's, even more excitement. Yeah, right outside yeah. of Jerusalem, and now oh, he's even done this. Yeah. Uh, so so here we go. They're ready to make him king, but. Jesus does know what's coming. Yeah. So it's yeah. bittersweet for him, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, especially knowing that it's going to be just five days later and there's going to be another group of people that will be shouting, crucify him, crucify him, rather yeah. than Hosanna. Well, okay, let, let I'll read it here, Matt. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus said, there's a feast of the Passover, just what we had referenced to last week. They'd come to the feast, heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, so they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was they had heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Wow. I mean, there's so much to unpack oh, yeah. here. Because here in Holy Week, I mean, everything, all of of God's entire plan of salvation is coming together. It's all coming to a head in this one week. And all of these things, just the culmination of his salvation for us and for the whole world. And so you have all these different things. You have these shouts of Hosanna, Lord, oh, save yeah. us. And the people crying out with that. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel and everything that's connected to that title. You have this donkey, this fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies of this one who's going to come into go. Zion, into Jerusalem. And, and, I mean, and, and, and the fact that you shouldn't be scared of him when he comes. Yeah. That's the whole point of him yeah. coming on a donkey. No, he's coming humble. No, this isn't a frightening great leader coming in that might scare you. Uh, uh, well, again, in comparison to Trump, there are a lot of people that are frightened because of the things he said about immigrants and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But no, nothing to fear in this this king that's coming. No, he means nobody any harm or problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's coming humbly. He's coming gently. He is coming as a king. I mean, there's some yeah. there's some you know in the Old Testament kings riding you know a, a, a colt, a donkey, yeah. and yeah. and so this kingly but coming not not to not in a horse of war, not to kick people out, but he's coming. And gently, like you yep. said, humbly. Um, yeah, yeah. So all of these things coming together, and it's just all coming to a head now, finally fulfilled on Palm Sunday. So, I mean, the people rightly cry out, Hosanna, Lord, save us. Yeah. I mean, that, that's They our... just don't understand how he's going to save them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just too little of a Hosanna, too small a Hosanna. They want just this earthly salvation, but no, he's come for a greater Hosanna. He's come to save them 
body and soul and spirit. He's come not just to save the nation of Israel, but but all people. Um, and so that that's it's right to cry out Hosanna when we celebrate Palm Sunday tomorrow. But we cry out a greater Hosanna than what this crowd's crying out. Yeah, that's kind of neat because we cried out and we actually do know what he's coming. See, see, that's the thing that tickled me about this too. And it tickles me because John said the same thing at the beginning of his gospel, right before Nicodemus comes, that the, the, the disciples just didn't understand what yeah, was going yeah. on. And they still don't understand what's going on. But later they would. And that's the neat thing. We're in the later period. Yeah. We do know what this is all about, even though they didn't know at that time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and then here again, the disciples don't understand until he was glorified. Yeah. And they remember these things. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think sometimes I, I would love to have been there to see that. Oh, yeah. Be an eyewitness of it, to be part of the proud, to be holding a palm branch, to be to seeing Jesus come in on Palm Sunday. Incredible. Uh, but like you pointed out, I think we're more blessed. Oh, yeah. Having, yeah. we know the rest of the story. We that, know the full fulfillment. Now you're talking John's language because he's the one that says, blessed are those that have not seen. Yeah. And yet yeah. have believed. And truly we would yep. because we could have been there and yet it w- we had no concept of what was actually taking place. But now we do. Yeah. Now we do. I think we would be among those disciples that just don't get we it. Don't they don't understand. And, and isn't that a great comfort for us, though, now in the present time? Because that's true of us a lot of times. We have a lot of experiences in our lives that we don't really understand. Uh, so that shouldn't frustrate us. It should just remind us that we're no better than the disciples are. We're, we're still sinful people. There's a lot of things God's doing in our life that doesn't make any sense to us. But I think the comfort is someday it will. Someday it will. Now, it might not be till we get to heaven. It might not be till then. We'll look back and say, oh, now I see what you were doing. Uh, but the fact of the matter is someday we will see that this was, just as you said, too, that this is the gentle God, the humble God. This yeah. wasn't a God who, who meant to hassle us or punish us. Uh, it was a God who always did everything he did out of love for us. Yeah. And, you know, he, and he, even though there's that, that misunderstanding and the wrong shouting of Hosanna, he still comes. He still rides into Jerusalem. It's yeah. not like he says... All right, you guys really don't get this. Gets off the donkey and says, I'm out of here. Forget you. You don't know. He still comes. And what a blessing that when we don't get it, he still brings us salvation. Well, it's just like we had last week. He tests the disciples. They are totally clueless. And yet he already has his plans. I was going to feed the 5,000 people. It didn't matter whether the disciples comprehended or not. He knew what he was going to do. And it doesn't matter. What, well, it does matter. He does want us to understand. He does oh, yeah, want us to comprehend. But you're right. Our faith is not the determinant. He's still going to do what he's come to do for us, even when we have our doubts. Exactly. Yeah, our faith is not what brought him to the cross of Calvary. His love and mercy and grace, his love for us is what brought him to the cross of Calvary. If anything, it was our doubts and our confusion and our sin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, and then his love and his mercy and his his, uh, compassion. And you know, the other thing I think that's comforting in this text for us is the fact that he's doing this because it's what the word of God said he would do. Yeah. 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 And, and so all you got to do, people, is, is just listen to Wrestling with the Basics, go to church, read your Bible, and wherever you hear a promise of the Word of God, know that's going to be true for you. Why? Because you're so good and faithful? No, because God keeps His Word. He's faithful. So whatever He says He's going to do, that's what He's going to do. I, I think that great comfort is in here, too. Yeah. Anything more? Should we move on to the next big day? Well, I think of, we of can Holy move Week. on. Okay. It appears as though the world's going after him. I think that's uh, kind of interesting how it ends with that verse. And, and as you pointed out, how quickly that changes. It seems like the world is against him and just five days later. 
and you can see the, the, the underpinnings here too, that the, the, the leaders and everything are turning against him. And the leaders are realizing now that, you know, they were willing to kind of tolerate him. In fact, the, the next few days they will debate with him and argue with him. But it's coming to the point where they realize, hey, there's only one thing we can do about this, Jesus, and that is kill him. That's yeah. all we've got to do. Yeah. So um, so the next big day uh, is Monday Thursday. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, John's kind of interested in his account of Monday Thursday because, of course, he leaves out what is such a fundamental part of Monday Thursday, uh, which is the giving of the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Uh, which is emphasized. I mean, I, don't you think he leaves it out, Matt, just because Matthew has it, Mark has it, Luke has it. So it's not like, and, and Paul and writes Paul about it. And Paul includes it, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like he has to uh, add that to it. Uh, what, what about when, when you guys do Monday Thursday, do you emphasize then the, the, the Lord's Supper on Monday Thursday? or do do Because the other great emphasis, of course, is where he says love. Yeah. You know, this whole washing the feet of the disciples, another great thing of Monday Thursday. And that's really where, where that even the name Monday, if I remember right, comes from. Monday means command, I believe, oh, yeah, in Latin. Oh, yeah, yeah, mandatum or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so this or... new command I give you, you know, love. Yeah. So, I mean, that the name of the, the, the day that we even use, it's not Monday, Mon, Monday, <laughs> Thursday. Monday Thursday. It's <laughs> like we've got our days of the week mixed up or something. <laughs> but it's it's Monday Thursday, so it's this command. Uh, and, and this command to love, like yeah, you said. Yeah. So the, the the name of the day even it comes from that. So I think certainly an emphasis on that love and loving one another, and and this example Jesus sets of of washing the disciples' feet, and and if if God Almighty can do this, you know how much more should we be serving one another? That He didn't come to be served, but to serve. Well, so also we should serve. So I mean, I think that's a very good emphasis too. I know some churches even do a uh, foot washing. Ah, do, do you I, do? Foot I've washing? never done that. No, we never have um, either. But but that would be interesting. Yeah, it yeah, would be. Yeah, uh, and, and you know the thing is is, is I, I think in our sinful minds again we we want to play those two emphases off the the emphasis because this was the night that he instituted on the night he was betrayed as the language goes you know he took took the bread and said this is my body he took the wine and said this is my blood so that certainly is also a key component of what's going on on uh, Monday Thursday. But I don't know that those are conflicting. I don't. I think they fit together, because the whole business of the Lord's Supper is this is how much God loves you, uh, that He would be willing to give up His body and to give up His His blood uh, to suffer and die for you, because that's what it says, right? For you, for the forgiveness of sins. That those are the words you'll find in the Scripture about the Lord's Supper. But then the Bible also teaches that we love because He first loved us. So it seems only natural. Well, yeah, if He loved us this way. Yeah, then this is how it should be for us loving uh, our uh, our neighbor as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, he, and here we see this love demonstrated in in his action, but also in his words too. Oh yeah, in yeah. both and and caring for their again their their physical needs. We talked about this a little last week, but you know, physically caring for them, washing their feet, but then also their spiritual need too of forgiveness and salvation oh, yeah. uh, through his body and his blood. So uh, yeah, I, I think the whole theme for the evening is, is that love and that love demonstrated in various ways. So I, I think, yeah, both themes are great servant, but also that servant giving us, offering us a very self as a servant in his body and blood. And, and, and I like what you just said there too, that, that, that even as Christ loves us and, and you emphasized this so well last week, he loves us in all of our needs, our bodily needs, wants to feed us in our earthly hunger, wants to feed us in our spiritual hunger. It's how we love the people around us too. If we see somebody hungry, we're going to feed him. If we see them thirsty, we want to give them drink naked and we'll clothe them sick and in prison. We visit them. And, and yet at the same time we're doing this, we, we also want them to know about this wonderful gift of forgiveness and salvation that is 
ours in Jesus Christ. We really want to love the whole person, and, and I think we have to be cautious that we don't try to divide those into two things. They're not two things. that They're one thing, and that is called the love of the neighbor. Yes. So, um, yeah. So anything else that strikes you about Maundy Thursday that we should mention? I think there's just what always strikes me, too, is just this it's a beautiful scene, yeah. and, but yet there's some tension there. You know, Peter kind of, uh, he protests a oh, little when, yep. oh, Jesus, don't wash my feet, you know, and, ah, and, yep, and there's yep. this protest from Peter, so there's some tension there. And then, uh, you know, Jesus basically says it's necessary. And, and then Peter says, well, wash, you know, my whole self, you know, and, it, you know, Peter in typical fashion goes to extremes. But then also you have this tension, I think, with, with Judas. Oh, yeah. I mean, Judas is present there, you know, in the upper room. He's already agreed to betray Jesus. You know, can you imagine what's going through Judas's head as he's there and as Jesus is saying these things and as, as he's even starting to identify his betrayer? I mean, the, 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 you know, oh boy, it's, it's Tensions running high, but then the disciples. I mean, there uh, maybe confusion on their part. Of what's going on? What betray? What's happening? Uh, so it's just a uh, a lot of things happening in that upper room that night uh, on Monday Thursday. And, and you can see that they're still they're like they're still with the crowd. They're still yeah. thinking in terms yeah. of an earthly kingdom because they're talking about swords and stuff like that. And so you see that they're still thinking there's going to be this physical earthly revolution that's going to maybe take place on the next day, on the day mm-hmm. of the Passover. Um, but, you know, the thing I really like about all of that, about about because it's also Monday, Thursday, where he says, you know, Peter and to the rest of the guys, you're all going to leave me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Peter again, oh, no, I'll never do that. I'll go to prison and die for it. But see, that's what I love about the Lord's Supper. So the Lord's Supper was not given to a group of people who had it all together, who were good in terms of their faith, good in terms of their moral commitment. No, it was a bunch of sinners and a bunch of people whose faith was certainly flawed. And yet that's who the Lord's Supper was given for. So uh, I always find that a great comfort that I don't have to worry about, am I good enough to go to the Lord's Supper? No, well, if I'm good enough, then why am I wasting God's time? It's precisely because I'm not good enough that I go to take the body and the blood. You want to move on to sure. uh, what do we should we talk about the Garden of Gethsemane? Should we jump right into to Good Friday? I tell you what, for time's sake, let's jump into Good okay. Friday. Okay, and the other big highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good what, Friday. what are you guys doing for Good Friday, by the way? Well, Good Friday, we. Oh, uh, you've got the special. Yeah, we, tell them about yeah, this because they could actually come and participate. Oh, you in can, this. or even listen oh. on here well, no, live it's too on late. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> we're in the the no, time warp okay, of radio. Right? No, no, this is the Saturday after. No, this is Saturday before Palm Sunday. Sunday. Good, thank you. I don't Perf even safe. know where I Perf am. Safe. So that we could do this. They could do yes. this. Tell them what so, they could come yes. do Friday. Perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, so on, on Good Friday, uh, Ascension is one of several churches that participates in a Traore service. So yeah. not what? Yeah, I know. What's Traore, Maundy Thursday, Traore, all these weird yeah. words. But uh, this is a three-hour service. <clears throat> Excuse me, three-hour oh, service. Try as in three. Yes, try as in uh, three. Glory is an hour? As an hour, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I'm getting this. We Latin. got it. Yeah, very good. So it's from noon to three. It's those same hours that Jesus was on the cross, and there was darkness over the face of the earth. So uh, all the lights will be turned out? Well, no. <laughs> we'll leave the lights on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're making me laugh again. I know. I just said I was going to do that. Yeah, you can use your imagination, though. Okay. You can close your eyes at the all service right. if you want. Uh, <clears throat> But it's uh it's it's nine twenty minute segments. Okay. And they there's a uh, a closing uh, message and an ending message, but all the messages in between are focused on those seven words of Jesus from the cross. Oh, cool! So it, it's very meditative. So each twenty minute segment includes uh, scripture reading, uh, meditation, uh, special music, and a hymn verse. 
and then you just you rotate uh, pastors. So it doesn't get too boring. You're not listening to the same guy for three hours. <laughs> so it's it's meant to be sort of an open house too. So you can just okay. come and go as you as time allows, or you can stay for the whole three hours. Some people do that. Yeah. Uh, it's also broadcast live here on KFUO. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So if if you can't make it physically there, then then tune in. Uh, this year it's at uh, Trinity Lutheran in uh, Soulard. Historic okay. Trinity. Oh, that's a neat location. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful church. So, yeah, if you can make it in person, come and check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then at 7 p.m., then we have our ten embrace service at Ascension. Okay. Uh, where we also focus on Jesus' words from the cross, and we extinguish those seven candles ah, throughout yep, the service. Yeah, the, the service of darkness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just to ask, so what period are you going to be there at the Triore? Do you know what time you're going to be? I am there, I believe, at 2.20. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know your your fan club will probably want to be there. To hear oh boy, you. yeah, they don't want to hear more of it, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so about two twenty is when I do the message, okay. and and looking forward to that. And from what was the times again? Uh, from noon to three. Okay, and mm-hmm. at Trinity in Sulu. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're we're doing two we're doing two services as well. Uh, our, ours uh, afternoon service will only be an hour service. It's kind of a traditional Good Friday service with a, the carrying of the old rugged cross. We have an old rugged cross we carry in and stuff like that. So that's kind of a fun service, and that will be at Darmstadt. That'll be at Darmstadt at three at three, uh, and then at New Athens, uh, we are actually doing a funeral service for Jesus. We, we did this okay. last year at Darmstadt, and so this year we're doing it at New Athens at 7 o'clock. Because, you know, people don't actually get to experience the funeral service until they're dead. <laughs> and then you're probably really not appreciating it, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, I've never had anyone, any, you know, that when I've had a funeral, I've never had the, the, the deceased say, Pastor, that was a wonderful that service. That was a great service. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So I thought it would be good to have people kind of exposed to what we will be doing when, when they die. Yeah. Only we will do it in terms of, of Jesus. Jesus. And so the funeral service is, is, guess what? It's all about Jesus anyway. It when is. You go through the it words. is. Yeah. And, and we always have a reading of an obituary. There, there's a very beautiful Christian obituary, and it really is neat when you read it in the context of Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun. So anyway, that's what we're doing for Good Friday. Good. But now, in our few minutes left, what were they actually doing on the first Good Friday? What, what's your favorite part of the Good Friday story? Man? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know just, there's so many of them. It's so packed with things. Um yeah, I, I think just uh, Jesus on the cross, how the, the very people who nailed him there, uh, the very people who be, who ran away from him, deserted him, are there yeah. at the foot of the cross. We know like John, for instance. Yep. Um, and then Jesus doesn't revile them or curse them, but instead he he says, Father, forgive them. Yeah, isn't that a, a, a unbelievable? Yeah. And, I, and, you know, and, and the applications that can be made for us too, obviously, the, you know, how we've we're just as guilty of, of putting him on the cross, too. He's dying for our sin. That's right. And yet, even though we don't deserve it, he still says, Father, forgive them. And, and I always love that word, uh, that prayer, Father, forgive them, because that's in Luke. And Luke's also the one that tells us about the thief on the cross. And I'm thinking, what an impact that prayer must have had on that thief yeah. that very day. Because, yeah. you know, he was cursing Jesus with everybody Yes, he else. was. But somehow in the end, he says, Lord, remember me when you come in the kingdom. And I'm thinking it had to be that prayer of Jesus that, that worked on his heart, that word that said, okay, well, maybe, maybe this guy will... He forgave everybody else. Maybe he can even forgive me. And of course, today you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite part, Matt, is is the uh, where Jesus cries out, "My God, My God, why hast thou forsaken me?" Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've had some tragedies in sure. my life, and, yeah. and I think people we're listening to maybe have had those tragedies too. And I've always found it a comfort to know we have a God who understands that. You know, I, I don't want to take anything against Allah. Okay. 
No, seriously. But but the fact of the matter is, Allah has spent his whole life up in heaven. He has no idea what it is that we're suffering from and struggling with. I mean, when you think the things he asks people to do, you can realize, well, he obviously doesn't know what it's like to be down here on earth. But I've always found it a great comfort that our Lord Jesus does. He knows exactly our struggles and trials. And when we feel like we've been abandoned, well, at least we know there's one guy that didn't abandon us. Who knows exactly what we're going through, and that is Jesus. Matt, any final words here on our little... So I just pray that uh, during this Holy Week, uh, take time to uh, stop, to to rest, and and with a purpose this week, um, come to worship, hear God's Word, hear about what we just talked about, and then hear that it's proclaimed all for for you, out of love for you. Uh, So so during this Holiest of Weeks, uh, please be in God's Word, and, and God bless you as you prepare for that celebration of Easter. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. God bless you, too, and your work and your worship. All right. 